Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. Ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers. And me, Gareth Main. Me.
Hello, welcome to this week's independent music podcast, the last podcast of 2020, where we review some of our favourites of the year. An absolutely impossible task, but we're going to give it a go. Yeah, I felt deeply unsatisfied with basically anything that I did because I felt bad about all the incredible music that I wasn't featuring. I was like, what about this? What about that? And I just discovered this album, you know, from someone's end of year list that we never played. And that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, there's loads and loads and loads of that. But I think everyone knows just because it's not played on the podcast, just because it's not in our end of year does not mean that it's not thoroughly endorsed. <laughs> it just means that we can't even begin to play most of it. Yeah, May, I've got a pile of cassettes right next to me, which I was just looking at, I was like, these are all ones I bought this year <laughs> without a cassette player. And I was just <laughs> like, shit, man, there's loads of great records there that I haven't got here. I didn't even think about playing here. But the first one I've chosen is this one, Lima Disco Pregnancy, the 12 A very sexy banger. Oh, for sure. Came out on the 6th of March this year. And yeah, it's just a wonderful 12 inch. It's a, the record is quite unusual. I don't know if you remember her LP, which this is from called Home, was a double vinyl, but one record was uh, the tonal. Yeah, so you had was, to play them at the same time. Yeah, it was, yeah, uh... that is correct. Yeah, one was the music, one was the vocals. And I yeah. remember. It's like, come on, guys. I know that's a cool concept and all that, but I do have two record decks, but I only have space to have one set up. So the other one just sort of sits in the cupboard. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I have them both set up. I only have the coordination to start one at a time. That's my problem. <laughs> but yeah, Lima, she's phenomenal. This record and her album, both great. And we've played the video at one of our live shows, uh, which is pretty trippy as well. And it says here, speak about the making of the video. Lima explains, I had a lucid dream of giving birth to a mineral, a rock, a crystal. So you can sort of see what that video is probably like and uh, yeah top track title as well disco pregnancy yeah for sure it's uh, released on the brilliant dewey record label of soul wax go check it out if you haven't heard it already nice one i haven't really decided which sequence i'm gonna go in how about this one i'm gonna go for this uh came out also relatively uh early actually it actually turns out it came out in july july feels like early in the year i fucking know i thought this was more like april when it came out <laughs> it is the uh fantastic album by sly and the family drone walk it dry They've consistently just released a great album after great album with each one being more excellent than the last. General Persuaders was killer. Walk It Dry, absolutely killer. Released on Love Love Records. You could choose most songs from it, but I wanted to play this one because the excellent title mainly and the fact that it's a great tune. Bulgarian Steel.
we go. Love the drums, love the scrunky saxophone, love every aspect of that. Subtly quite the groover, while uh, not suggesting I would uh, drop it to a club at two in the morning, but it definitely made me and Gareth sort of uh, sway around a bit. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past you to give it a go, to be honest, mate. <laughs> You've been known to, but I, I love Sly and the Family Drone, as you know, and this record particularly is fantastic. And I think I said at the time when one of us played it on the podcast that i th think it was you guys I, I do think it was me yes uh, but i think i said at the time that i think every record is better than the last and i think that you know they started as a great live act and still are a great live act um, but and oh, yeah. but they've turned more over the certainly the last couple of records turned into a proper great album band I'm just looking online as i was i thought in my head you played mola wench on your best ofs of uh, 2017, but I know I'm just looking and actually it turns out it was on our best albums of 2019 as well. So Sly and the Family Joan have come in twice. Well, congratulations to the, those guys. I'm sure they'll be absolutely over the moon. <laughs> uh, your trophy is going out to you in the post. <laughs> How about a t-shirt? Any left? Yeah. Um, we've sold a few more and uh, they're going to be getting printed now in January, but there's still more t-shirts for sale on our independent music podcast, Big Cartel. Nearly all of the orders were yellow rather than black, and we had two options. So um, the black orders are now yellows, and thank you, people, for being understanding for that. So you guys just preferred the yellow ones. It's understandable. Both me and Gareth would also prefer the yellow ones. So I think we're, we're all on the same page. I'm not a big black T-shirt fan, although I do love my black Sly and the Family Drone T-shirt, which is uh, <laughs> essentially a dawn of the dead uh, Pastiche is probably not the right word, but it's the one I'll What have go I with. got on here? I have an excellent black Hot Fools Records t-shirt, the record label of We Wild Blood that you've heard on the podcast recently. Oh, anything more to say about Sly and the Family Drone? When are they playing live for you next? Don't have anything booked right now. They are a London band, so, uh, you know, maybe we can give something a go for uh, perhaps February or March next year. Let's see, eh? Fingers crossed. Lots more live music in 2021 compared to this year, for sure. Just to plug something else, we've got our live show on the 29th of December. So excited. More people coming to that than to any of our other ones. Not a surprise because it's completely free and open, but yeah, there are t still tickets, so come and join us. At my, one of the previous ones, I played this track and I played it on the podcast. And I played it on the Patreon podcast because the video is so fantastic. But because I played it on a previous one, I decided not to play it on the 29th of December. So I'm playing it now because this is a song that I... You love this one, man. I love this song <laughs> and I listen to it all the time. It's probably my second most played track of the year after Hungry Eyes. Wow, nice. And yeah, it's just cracking. I listen to it when I'm getting ready for the shower. I listen to it when I'm walking outside. In the shower, as we've discovered that you have your shower speaker. Yeah, I do. And uh, yes, in the shower. I love it. And yeah, listen to this and see if it's not a shower song for you. This is the fantastic, innovative sounds of Ju4E. He is from Thailand. This was released on EM Records out of Osaka. This is called Who Is Drunk? I'm 
I mean, scrub your armpits to that. <laughs> Just wash your hair, brush your teeth, do whatever. I mean, I don't brush my teeth in the shower, although I do hear that some people do. Some people do, but I am definitely against that. No, it's, that's not me, as someone once sung. Yeah, Jew 40 <laughs> is how I'm going to pronounce it, but there's probably an I reckon old... it's got to be June, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. The, Who is Drunk is the name of the track, how it translates. Anyway, it is fantastic. I know what he's saying because the lyrics are translated here, but it, it is. I feel like I know what he says because I've heard it so many times now. I kind of hear the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, essentially a political commentary, essentially on uh, the uh, abuse of power in Thailand, particularly people being drunk on power is the drunk of the title. And so when I did play this on the podcast, I didn't know this, but I do now know it. It's taken from an album called Baka Sakai, which is coming out in the new year at some point. No date yet, but we do have a title. And we know it's a 17-track album. Baka Sakai translates as Mad World, so presumably in the same ilk as that particular track. Yeah, while that song was on, I just sent it along to the bug because I was like, I tell you he'll enjoy this, definitely. Kevin's going to love it. I was just, I just, I sent a, a tweet to him. We so will see. If you haven't heard it already, I think you will like this. Yeah, his list for the his favourites of the 2020 were, was also fantastic. Quite a lot that was played on this here podcast. Oh yeah, lots of ones there. Also, a little bit more on June. He had an LP with GG last year, which is a bit poppy and a bit weird, but the opening track from it is absolutely cracking. So do go and find that out. EM records, M records out of Osaka as well. Loads of stuff to recommend on there. So Seven Foe, who's a Osaka dub producers released on Boca versions in the past. Uh, tapes, another dub producers released on Jatari. Loads of good stuff. Uh, Seven Foe actually also released on Revenge International, if I remember correctly, a couple of years back as well. So yeah, loads of great stuff to dig into there. 
Nice. Two from two on my songs, on ones that uh, my esteemed co-hosts brought to the pod first. This is one from June. It is by a band from Cleveland, Ohio, called Morning a Black Star. They released uh, kind of just like an EP, I guess it is. But basically they got this track, Blackwater, which is the one I want to play here on the pod. And it sort of comes from a, a, a two track, a single, that's double A side, let's say. And I want to play you the flip of it. Around the same time Gareth played it, I was like, this is absolutely great. And then they were on the cover of The Wire magazine around that and had an interesting interview with them. And they generally kind of, they seeped into my consciousness when I uh, can't say I'd ever heard of them before this. Had you heard of them before this track? Well, before I hunted them down and put them on the podcast, and then everyone else started covering them. No, <laughs> Were you I, familiar with any previous releases? Uh, no, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, basically. I hadn't heard of them. Gareth played this song on the podcast. I was like, wow, this sounds great. And here we are. I'm going to put them on the end of year special. This is Blackwater by Morning a Black Star. Wake, 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 wake,
we go that is the sounds of morning a black star and black water is the name of the track sort of melding uh jazz uh gospel experimental different sorts of sounds into something quite beautiful quite interesting and yeah extremely enjoyable yeah that's an understatement isn't it it's such a phenomenal phenomenal record it's uh well it's just the two tracks but that track itself absolutely cracking and the other one these hands are up is Less groovy for one of a much better exactly. word. It's a little but... bit more gnarly in a sort of jazzy way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was released in order to raise funds for Ohio Families Unite Against Police Brutality, definitely in the wake of uh, George Floyd and that part of the shit show that has been 2020, um, but obviously ongoing issue as well. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely worth going and giving them some money if you have some to spare. Exactly. A month before that, they released a full-length 18-track uh, album, I'm guessing it must be a double album, on uh, Don Giovanni Records as well, that uh, I haven't actually listened to, I'll admit. But I may do that straight after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, big favourite of ours, for sure. Speaking of tragic circumstances, I'm going to play... This is one of my favourite releases, really, definitely top two, I would say. This is from Moon Worshipper Records out of Omaha in Nebraska. This release, uh, Effluvium, it's one track it got released on cassette, is the man who uh, composed it passed away earlier this year in a motorcycle crash. And there's a real tragedy of, well, whenever anyone young dies, for sure, so anyone at all dies before their time. But in this case, you know, I think this year, dying before your time during a global pandemic for any reason that isn't the global pandemic is particularly sad. Yeah, especially just as he was sort of, uh, you know, well, from purely selfish reasons, just as we discovered all the excellent music. Exactly. And I, I discovered this track before and it was the guy who runs the record label with him who got in touch and met, and told me the story because when I played this out back in whenever it was, what, March, sort of April time? Uh, yeah, April is when it was released. So, yeah, yeah I guess sometime time or a couple of weeks before. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea what had happened. Obviously, there's no information. And I made a call on the podcast, like, if anyone knows anything, do let me know. And, yeah, I, and someone let me know. So I'm going to play it here, and hopefully you enjoy it. It is absolutely stunning. This is a fluvium. This track is called Vera. Thank you. 
it would have been a stunning end to the podcast, but I'm so happy we played it quite early on because it deserves every second to be listened to. Yes, uh, no, it's an excellent track. Very atmospheric. Atmospheric, yeah. It's just got everything for me. I just yeah, absolutely love it. And I loved it before I even heard the tragedy behind it, right? So Fluvium Vera, name of the track released on Moon Worshipper Records out of Nebraska in the US. And yeah, like I was saying before the track, I mentioned it on the podcast. I had no idea who JRD was, the composer of the piece. And a couple of weeks later, I got a message on Instagram from Bill from Moon Worshipper telling me that JRD stands for Jake Dunwoody, who was the guy he ran the record label with, an old friend, performed music together, etc., including the track that you just heard, and that he died, as I said earlier, in a motorcycle accident back in May, 3rd of May this year. It's uh, really, really sad. And he mentioned to me at the time that there's loads more material coming that they've recorded together. We did play some of it on the podcast. There's a bit more that's coming out, and hopefully more in 2021 as well. But the track that you just heard was recorded back in March, I believe. Nice. I was a little bit worried that when you do these retrospective pods that we were mainly going to play music like from the last three or four months, but we've been solidly in this sort of uh, April to July region so far. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I've got one track, I think, from later that I might have actually, I might have had one that was from like early January as well. And it was like, God, that feels like it came out in like 2015. Let alone. I have uh, November, November, July. All right. So, which are you going for? You've got to go for one of the <laughs> Novembers, right? Okay. Let's, I'll tell you what, since that was you know, quite a dark, atmospheric one, I think I'll give you like a bit more of a rocky track. Certainly, one of my most listened to albums of the year is Dances, Curses by Hey Colossus. They are sort of part London, part Somerset based band, been going for the best part of 20 years, released shitload of albums and they're prolific. They're brilliant. They've got a sound, but they've definitely got some quite some varied albums from the pretty gnarly ones to the sort of very songful, melodic type ones, which this is definitely in that camp. I think this album is like expertly crafted. It's brilliantly recorded, brilliantly written. I think it's got quite a retro sound, especially this track. What without sounding old. Yeah, with that, exactly. With that, like it's like an old sound, is like without sounding too old or without sounding derivative or like it's trying to do a particular thing. It's their first album that was released on their own Wrong Speed Records. So it's brilliant. That is one of their best received and best loved albums so far. I want to play you my favorite track from the album. It's called Donkey Jaw.
kind of track that makes me feel like a teenage rock fan again. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I would absolutely love that when I was 16, and I absolutely love it now. It is Donkey Jaw from Hey Colossus from Dances, Curses. It's something like their 15th album, having a little look at their discogs, so there's some live albums and some collaborations there and they've been going since 2003. So yeah, congratulations to everyone in the band, and yeah, for just putting out that. Yeah, because when they did um, Black and Gold on Rocket in about 2015, you know, that was their sort of most successful standout album up until that point. It was absolutely brilliant, definitely brought them to a new audience, and then they've released a couple of really good albums after that, but this definitely feels like bringing it up again. The track we played on the pod some months ago was the first single that featured Screaming Trees' Mark Lanigan on it, which is a great track itself, but I definitely think that this is a bit more representative of the album in general. Yes, fantastic. And kind of blown away by how much people really love that record as well. Was that number one on the Quietus's list? It was number one on the Quietus's album of the years, exactly, and is now on its third or fourth repress or something like that. Yeah, fourth apparently. Yeah, exactly. And I saw that uh, the latest uh, repressing is uh, so expensive that they're losing money in everyone's. Guys, I know it's your own label, all that, but people will pay more. Just add five pounds onto the thing. If you're losing money on it, make it a few pounds more expensive so that you're not doing that. It's okay. People will pay. Exactly. And yeah, it's 850 GSM cover, which is incredibly thick paper. I must admit, I love the album. I think the artwork's cool. All that it's super glossy. It's really, really shiny. I'm not a massive fan of how the artwork looks. So I'll admit. Sorry, guys. Okay. Well, moving on from that, I'm going to play this. Or I'm going to play this fantastic uh, record from Holy Tongue. So Valentina Magaletti's done quite a lot of collaborations this year, actually, and she's uh, appeared quite often on this here podcast uh, obviously known for being one half of tamaga she's part of vanishing twin uqu lots of other artists as well all the best drummers in the world are just like constantly releasing records because they're so in demand everyone's just like come play with me come play with me <laughs> yeah and the more valentina puts out the better as far as these years are concerned i completely agree on this record man absolutely love it yeah so holy tongue it's her collaboration with al wooden who runs troll records and uh, has also put out some other records of his own and it is absolutely phenomenal. I've got no idea if they plan to do anything else, but even if they don't, this is worth it. This is Holy Tongue. Track is called Emmet.
just sublime holy tongue the track is called emmet it's taken from their self-titled ep released on amadar records absolutely brilliant one my favorite on that record is actually the other one uh, missy nye the sort of uh, quite the sort of dubby one my one dj set of the <laughs> of uh, sort of since uh corona time in an outdoor bar i opened up with the sounds of holy tongue some excellent groovy rumbling dub yeah, I might have actually played that on my one DJ gig of the summer <laughs> yeah. as well. It's uh, in the same venue. But yeah, it's just cracking. I'm no musicologist, as you know, but what I love about that track is the percussive elements. It just seems to be getting faster and faster and faster, but it's not. I think it's some sort of trick of the ears that you get. <laughs> it's sort of just because I think there's something else in there I'm nowhere near talented or knowledgeable enough to be able to identify that just gives you that sense that it is just getting it's like you're rolling down a hill it is absolutely cracking but obviously a dub hill where you are <laughs> like you're rolling down a dub hill exactly something like that <laughs> and put that on the press release Gareth. <laughs> well yeah put it on stickers of the vinyl if there's any left to sell but uh, yeah it says in the blurb that like, heavily influenced by dub reggae and you can see that it's definitely got the on you sound the adrian sherwood sort of vibes going underneath that it'd be a surprise if he hadn't produced it or something but yeah like i say valentina magaletti and al wooten as well al wooten who runs true records uh, also known as dead boy true records incidentally released pugilist an ep of his earlier in the year so if you're into your jungle that's definitely one to go and sort out as well right one thing that's um, a huge bonus for when you do a podcast like this and when you work in music like I do and you've been at it for a while is that people send you just great music that they've heard, which enables you to find out even more great music than I would otherwise come to me. Because I know so many music fans who just say like, oh, this is great. You might like this for the podcast. And this is one of them. I can't remember who sent it to me now. I feel like in my head it was Harsh, a podcast patron, who I actually had the pleasure of meeting a few weeks ago. But I could be incorrectly crediting him then. That's what my feeling is. It is by an artist called Boldy James. Boldy James and Sterling Tolls from an album they did on Manger on McNicholas. And this is a Detroit River Rock. Hell Black, Six Mile, Drugs on 76. Kind creatures, yeah, okay. I do dirt with them snakes in the grass. I move work off a pig for that. Where we shoot first, ask questions last, like. The truth hurts like picking a scab. The do dirt got a temporary tag when I'm putting in work and I'm leaning out the rad, like. Stick em, ha ha ha, stick em Up, I'm pissed cause I shot and I missed em But pressure bust pipes and my pressure up Retaliation is a must Well, I'ma hit you with you motherfuckers better duck Bullets is cheaper than booth rent, so pressure luck Clip for a drop, reload, lock and load Click, draw, cock and hold, rock and roll Discharge, fire in the hole, like... Drop, reload, lock and low, click, draw, cock and hold, rock and roll, discharge, fire in the hole, like Get your life started, I'm in grist to do it, never let your right know what your left is do. Had to ride on, but I kept it moving Before I let that happen, I shoot him and ten niggas 
she look just like in my felony seal, telling myself. Do not let a tear fall from your eye. No matter what happens, it's truth and sentencing. More murder, keep ratchets to shoot these niggas with. Don't worry, be happy like. Do not let a tear fall from your eye. Cause concrete just smell fit. My man doing the life sentence on his 12 year. They threw the book at him and he didn't even tear up. Drop, reload, lock and load, click, draw, cock and hold, rock and roll, discharge, fire in a hole, like Clip for drop, reload, lock and load, click, draw, cock and hold, rock and roll, discharge, fire in a hole, like I'd rather be dead than emphasize his tattoos, he never shed a tear. He couldn't even cry, just held his head high like I never been to Detroit, but that's just how we live when you live in Detroit. And that's just how it is, weaknesses we exploit like We get straight to the point, if so, get smoked like blazing a joint. Crystal Big Bro got laid on his porch like Couldn't play half court with the no names. I had to play full court in the dope game. But pushing weight was a sport, man. Selling back door through the door screen. Every day, 24-7 dope fins. Sniffing gay to they nose, please. AK to the 47, no beam. SKs in the 40s with the chrome slings. HKs and mini 14s. Drop, reload, lock and load, click, draw, cock and hold, rock and roll, discharge, fire in the hole, like, yeah. Go the stunning sounds of Baldy James and Sterling Tolls, and featuring a full band on that as well. That is Manger in McNicholas is the name of the album, and Detroit River Rock is the name of the song. Fantastically sampling Billy Stewart's "Summertime" on there, which I must admit I hadn't heard before. And I I posted about this track, and someone was like, "Oh, do you know that Billy Stewart track it samples?" And I don't. And I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I could have mentioned it on a live show. Like I immediately listened to it like three or four times in a row. <laughs> and like it's not that often that you do that. You like listen to it again. You're like, "Wow!" You're like again. You're like wow! Like again. <laughs> That was me and Who Is Drunk by June 4, <laughs> early in the year, and a little bit when I've had a couple of beers, Hungry Eyes by Tobacco, although with that I go from the tobacco version of Hungry Eyes to the original version of Hungry Eyes back to the tobacco version. Hungry Eyes has never had so much promotion as the last few weeks on this podcast. I know, for sure. That came out on Sector 7G recordings, by the way, out of Detroit. Yeah, I saw here is their last release of the year. It came out back in, what was it, July or something. In fact, their only release of the year. Oh, well, yeah. Not sure why there. Hopefully they're getting along okay in spite of all. Look at this tags on here. Tags. Boogie. Deep House. Electronic. Experimental. Ghetto Tech. 
and then hip hop and Detroit. I can get behind about two of them. Which of the two is the hip hop Detroit? Oh, not right. the deep house boogie. Deep, oh, well, I, I think there's elements of deep house boogie if you really deconstruct it. <laughs> I, I don't think there are. I want to buy a copy of that on vinyl. I think. Yes, uh, it's one of those ones I was on my Bandcamp wish list, and I didn't get it on vinyl because just shipping it from the US is outrageously expensive. It's just like, what the hell are you supposed to do, man? I can't imagine too many UK record shops and stuff like that are going to stock this, are they? I mean, no, maybe you should uh, start a record shop or something, mate, and import them. <laughs> so definitely a good idea. Holy shit, the limited version of this... yeah has sold for 180 quid on Bandcamp, and the only one for sale is 250 quid. On uh, Discogs, you mean? On Discogs, sorry, yeah. The lo- it sold for 40 quid once, but the median value is 129, and it sold for 180 quid. There you go. And the only one that's for sale there. Even the other one, the red version, one for sale for 370 quid, and somebody actually did pay 140 quid for it as well. It's not just like someone's random title. I think I won't be buying that on record. Oh, yeah, d- two for sale, 250 quid. Christ, man, repress time, label. Uh, maybe when gigs come back, it, there's going to just be a, a surge of gig buying and you'll be able to be flush enough to buy, to treat yourself to a 300 quid hip-hop record from Detroit. Unfortunately, I don't think any amount of flushness will make me spend 300 quid on a record. Oh, I think I say on a record from Detroit. No, just a record from anywhere. <laughs> I am going to play this absolutely sublime record from Leela Tarando uh, Violetta. She is a Uruguayan producer. This record was released on Mexico's Nafi Records and it is absolutely fantastic. I think this might be the latest thing in the year that I'm playing. It came out in August. This track is called Dry Season.
Yeah, that's killer. Is that the same track you played from her earlier in the year? I believe so, off the top of my head. I'm not 100% certain because the whole record is fantastic, but when I was deciding what to play and I was like, this record has to go on there, and I honestly didn't check what track I played last time. I was like, but I just know this one is a fantastic one. I reckon it might have been a different one. Like, I absolutely completely remember the release and I remember you playing her, but then, like, the track sound is quite fresh to me. Definitely need to listen to the whole release. Yeah, still fresh now after four months. All these months. Yeah, still, still <laughs> fresh. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Lila Tarando Avialetta on uh, the track called Dry Season, collaborating with Lilight on that. The album itself is called Limarentia. It came out, like I say, on Mexico's NAFI, or N-A-A-F-I recordings. And yeah, what a killer one, eh? It's, um, she's had a fab year as well. She also featured on one of my favourite compilations of the year, the Houndstooth one called Alterity, which came out in that July-August time as well. Uh, you know who else appeared on that? Mm. Throwing Snow. Uh, no, I don't think he did, actually, although he does release on Houndstooth. Uh, Slickback appeared on that, as did Aya, obviously, because nice. it wouldn't be a podcast without mentioning Aya. Aya getting a mention, yeah. Exactly. She's the new bug. <laughs> that is completely true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nafi also did a release with Geica this year uh, called uh, Seguridad. I don't think yeah. me and Antti were really fans of it. but I listened to it exactly. It didn't grab me as much as some other Geica releases. Yeah, and that's all I've got to say for this year about anything. <laughs> nice, well, exactly as Gareth says. That is about all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. And thank you so much for all the support you've given us this year. This has been our biggest and best year ever as a podcast. I know it's been a, a crap year in some other regards. But um, when Corona stuff started, we weren't sure how we were going to record. And then we weren't sure if people were really even listening to podcasts so much anymore because they weren't commuting when traveling so much but we've had more and more listeners we've got great setup in the studio or great setup at home although something slightly wasn't working today so we're using a slightly different setup so hopefully it sounds as good as ever if this sounds terrible while i'm doing this then that's the zencaster's fault not ours <laughs> yeah it's certainly not the fault of nick mccorriston our fantastic uh, producer and editor who just makes this podcast sound fantastic every single week. So thank you, Nick, for that. Yeah, thanks so much, Nick. And thank you so much to each and every one of our wonderful patrons who've been supporting us financially throughout the year. We have a new patron, uh, Ashley Cook, who joins the group of you. It's been lovely to sort of meet so many of you via the online live shows we've done and to actually like see your faces and do some chats. It's been really, really nice. As Gareth mentioned earlier in the pod, we have a live show 29th of December also on Zoom, but this is uh, free to anybody. So go on independentmusicpodcast.net or Independent Music Podcast on Eventbrite, and then you can join us there. It was really, really fun, the, yeah. the last one. We've done, I don't know how many we've done, about half a dozen, but the last one definitely was just brilliant. Yeah, if you go to .net, if you go to our website and then click on, there's a link at the top of the page called Live Shows. If you go there, you'll be able to find how to get tickets. And just, yeah, big thank you to everyone as well. I'll just repeat everything Anthony just said. It has been <laughs> a weird year. At our live show, we're going to play more of our favourites. Uh, so I've got a whole <laughs> list of music I absolutely love. 
I mean, my absolute favourite album of the year might be a Loom by Katie Gately, you know, like mm. certainly top three. But, you know, I actually played tracks from her on my favourites of last year because it came out in like, I don't know, February, but I played some tracks in November, December. So I kind of associate that album with last year. Uh, but uh, I think I might play her on the live show exactly. I didn't manage to fit her in for this one. Yeah, we did play. I've played her on a live show before, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, our in-person art only in-person live show of this year which was in february which does feel like a couple of decades ago <laughs> what are you closing us off with for the year one of my absolute favorite artists in the entire world is brooklyn's faten kanan and it feels only apt that i close this podcast with her her previous album foxes is maybe my most listened to album of all time and uh, she released a new album this year called Mythology of Circles, came out on Fire Records in November. I played one track, I think, from it, or sort of uh, in, I think, September, but that was it. You know, only managed to play the one song, but it's an absolutely brilliant album. She is an incredible artist. I've been plugging her loads, so I'm, I'm sure you don't need me to wax lyrical any further. But I'm going to play you a song from her Mythology of Circles, and it's called The North Wind, and hopefully we'll see lots of you on the 29th of December, and the ones that we're not going to see, well, we'll be back early next year. Right?